RNZ Pacific News, Malole Soifua, I'm Lydia Lewis. The funeral of late Greens MP Fa'anana Efeso Collins is underway in South Auckland, New Zealand. Fa'anana died after collapsing at a charity event last week. His niece, Chelsea Collins, says he was a devoted family man. He was very giving and generous and we admired his selflessness. He always thought about others and put others first before himself. He was always very like family-oriented. Former Palau President Tommy Remengasao Jr. has announced his candidacy for president. The Island Times reports Mr Remengasao, who has previously served four terms, saying he was motivated by a petition urging him to return to office. He enters the race as the second candidate vying for the presidency against his brother-in-law and incumbent president, Surangal Whips Jr. The general election will be held in November 2024. The European Union's ambassador to the Pacific is optimistic its development cooperation and trade agreements will help lift countries in the region. Barbara Plinkett says the EU has committed 750 million euros for climate change and human and economic development. She says while Papua New Guinea, Fiji, Samoa and Solomon Islands already have trade agreements with the EU, six more are looking to join. So in total, 10 uh, will be covered by the Economic Partnership Agreement. There's a huge potential there not only in fisheries, but also in, in other unique uh, products of, of the Pacific to, to do more trade and also for European companies to explore more opportunities uh, in the Pacific. It would give them quota and tariff-free access to European markets. Former Fiji military officer and Dailevu chief Ratu Viliame Serovakakula has been elected the chairperson of the Great Council of Chiefs. His term is for three years. Ratu Viliame Sero Vakula wants the GCC to be independent of the Ministry of Itaoke Affairs. He says the GCC needs to be apolitical. The new chairman says the GCC is more than just for indigenous Fijians and they have to take into account the interests of all citizens in Fiji. Meanwhile, the Kingitanga representative says the meeting was a chance to grow unity across the Pacific. Kingitu Heitia, the Māori king, and a cohort of movement leaders are in Fiji this week. Kingitanga chief of staff Ngira Simmons says the Ropu offered a Māori perspective on contemporary issues. I think our experience with Iwi Māori is we also have to heal the past relative to, to Papatuanuku. Uh, but also the oppression that we as the people of Papatuanuku have faced. Healing our whenua, uh, our maunga, our awa will also heal us. The meeting ran for two days in Suva and finished yesterday. Samoa's Ministry of Health has warned of a possible dengue fever outbreak following heavy rains in the past month. The Samoa Observer reports Director General of Health Iono Professor Alec Ekeroma saying Samoa has surpassed a crucial threshold, prompting the Ministry of Health to launch an awareness campaign. He did not explain what the threshold was. The last dengue outbreak in Samoa was in 2017 to 2018, with almost 3,000 cases and five deaths. Symptoms include high fever, severe headaches, joint and muscle pain, nausea and rash. 
Meanwhile, in American Samoa, three children were in hospital with chickenpox on Friday. A cabinet minister in the autonomous Papua New Guinea region of Bougainville is demanding mining giant Rio Tinto set concrete commitments for remediation and cleanup of the Panguna mine. Thelnila Roka Matbob is the elected member of Loro, the district encompassing the long-closed mine, which was the catalyst for the region's destructive civil war. Born a year after the mine was forced closed by the war in 1989, Ms. Roka Matbob has been dealing with the environmental and societal impacts her entire life. She says this problem was not caused by her people and Rio Tinto needs to make a commitment to remediation work. There is still no concrete commitment to say we will remediate, we will clean up. It causes a lot of anxiety, especially when people are expecting to know what is it that a company is going to do. The president of Bougainville, Ishmael Toruama, has thanked China and Papua New Guinea national government for the rescue of six Bougainvillians lost at sea for 31 days. Mr Toruama says the group had been travelling from New Ireland to Bougainville when their boat lost power. They were rescued by a Chinese fishing vessel, Lometo, on Monday this week. Indonesia and Papua New Guinea are set to boost defence cooperation. As Benar News reports, officials from the two countries say border patrols are to be increased in a region where indigenous Papuans have waged a decades-long insurgency against Indonesian rule. Papua New Guinea Foreign Minister Justin Tachenko and Indonesia's ambassador to the island country, Adrian Supandi, held a press conference in Port Moresby to announce ratification of a defence cooperation agreement that had languished since being signed a decade ago. Indonesia and Papua New Guinea have a 760-kilometre border that slices through the middle of the island of New Guinea north of Australia. Researchers in Guam hope to uncover more of Chuck Lagoon's wartime past. Guam University Archaeology and Micronesian Studies Associate Professor William Jeffrey says there's more to explore than just shipwrecks. The, as the Pacific Island Times reports, Jeffrey says traditional indigenous sites on Chuck were bombed and this had a big impact on traditional cultural heritage. He says the plan to develop training programs for Tonoa's residents and island, an island in the Chuck Lagoon. The hope is locals will soon be able to cash in from tours, historical site preservation and diving expeditions. Turtle operators in Cook Islands want to bolster safety standards after a 50-year-old New Zealand man died in Avavaroa Passage in December last year. As the Cook Islands News reports, a handful of operators have signed a voluntary agreement with Cook Islands Tourism to enhance safety and environmental practices. But not everyone's on board. One operator disagrees, citing concerns about unchecked industry growth and safety gaps. Ariki Adventures Operations Manager Jane Archer says their business signed the MOU because they believe the agreement is a step in the right direction, protecting guests and the environment. 
In sport, the Fijian Drua and Moana Pansivika have named their sides to meet in Melbourne on Saturday in the second round of Super Rugby Pacific. The Ndrua have retained their back line that played against the Blues last weekend. Prop Haere Iti Hetet, who was injured last year and missed the 2023 Rugby World Cup, is named on the reserve bench. Moana has named former Crusaders flanker Sioni Havili Talitui as captain in place of the injured James Lay. And that's the latest news and sport for RNZ Pacific. You can read more on our website, rnzi.com.